When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Monday, 12th of December. Izzy Kempe for Brekia last week. Before we get some R&R, we'll have a fun, enjoyable week as we head into the Christmas season. Getting close, the fridges are getting full, the hams are starting to churn out of the butchers, and everyone's getting excited to rip into a wee bit of a summer break here in a beautiful backyard in Aotearoa. Morning to you, Kempe. How you doing, brother? Morning, brother. Yeah, look, I uh, woke up this morning pretty early again. These the old mm-hmm. sleep gods aren't working with me at the moment. Uh, i tell you what, talking about hams, mate, I watched a nice... One being cooked in a slow cooker that I might give a give a crack at Izzy. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it done before, but I, I you know, had a bit of time on my hands this morning and ended up watching how they're cooking, cooking hams. So <laughs> ham. I started watching ham cooking and uh, yeah, I've got to have to try and put one what together the? at some stage. What the? <laughs> yep, and they did it in a slow cooker, mate. I was like, how the heck does that work? But, yeah, no, you give it a little bit of a... A 30-minute baste at the back end of it with a bit of honey and mustard, and it actually looked like it came yeah. out all right. So, you know, when you put them in those slow cookers, eh, they get a little bit juicy, so I don't mind that. Oh, yeah. Mm. They just heat it up. I'll get um, – it's all about the glaze, too. you got to have a good glaze on the ham, and Daisy does a really good glaze. Mate, send us a so recipe. So good. Send us a recipe. I'll get it and send it to you because, um, yeah, you just keep basting it. Putting it over, just keep it dripping down, and oh, so good. And the best thing is when it's even cold, because the glaze like kind of forms mm. around the ham, and yeah. oh man, it's so good, so good. I love Christmas time, and I don't even can't even believe I'm talking about food because yesterday was a horrible day in the Dag household, but that's all right. That's what Sundays are for: rest and recover after a, a big weekend. Down here in Otatahi, Christchurch, dear Kimpi. But yeah, last week, looking forward to ripping in and, and reflecting mm. as well, Kimpi, because it's been a big year. Massive. It's been a big year on the, on the radio. And when you think about it, when you're chinning out three or four guests a day, you think back and reflect and you go, oh, wow, I can't believe you. We spoke about that with this person. It's, yeah, it's quite cool. And, you know, we've had a lot of our listeners new and, and day one. They've been there from the start that have that have made this year uh, what it is, and, and we really appreciate you you tuning in and and your little input to uh, our show. And and just speaking of our show, Kempe, we're going to have a, a nice show to kick us off today because there's plenty happening in the football world. Down to the final four teams, and yes, you heard it, it ain't coming home. 
It ain't coming home. Heartbreak for England. But the story of the Football World Cup has to be Morocco. Morocco, first African team to advance to the semi-finals of a Football World Cup. That's a hell of a story. And well, the Cristiano Ronaldo story continues. Lionel Messi will be putting the cherry on top. If Argentina are able to do what they have been trying, and Lionel Messi have been trying to do for a long time. But Harry Simeo, our man, all things football, will join us after 7 o'clock to talk about the FIFA, uh, FIFA Football World Cup. So looking forward to that. Greg Holmes, Kempe, will join us at 7.40. Many out there won't know Greg, but after hearing from him, you'll be left feeling inspired about what Greg and, and some of his friends will be doing today. They'll be teeing off. They've already teed off this morning, 6 a.m. They're playing 72 holes of golf at Whitford Golf Club. And we're going to have a chat to um, Greg Holmes at 7.40. They're going to raise him money for bowel cancer, and uh, for cancer anyway, and he has been, um, you know, he's overcome a bit of adversity in his life, so looking forward to having a chat to Greg. And then after 8, we're going to talk some boxing. Champion boxer David Light. After he kept his boxing record intact to retain his WBO uh, International Cruiserweight title, people are starting to take notice, and he's got a big one, a big one coming up. He's 20-0 in his boxing career. Isaac Peach uh, trained, and uh, he's going to talk to us after 8 o'clock. So nice show. And then before the end of the show, we're going to play back uh, one of our interviews during the year. So stay tuned. Double eight, double three in the Temple Bedpost text machine. Or 0800-150-811 on the Kennards Hire phone lines. We'd love to hear from you. Kempe, I just can't see. I just You're smiling, mate. Did you, have a, did you have a successful weekend or something, mate? Mate, it was actually, on all accounts, it was a, a very good weekend um, leading to the weekend. You know, we gave out a multi last week. So if you, uh, if you back that little multi that uh, we gave out to you last week with a couple of trotters on Friday night and anchored by old Cinerama on the Saturday, then you were laughing on Saturday afternoon about 3.40. 3.38 it kicked off and 3.40 the girl, the mayor, she went across the line in front of the group too. Um, yeah, mate, it was a really good day as he went down to Torapa with uh, Bruce and, uh, and Gazza Milne, who's uh, on the longest day this morning with our mate that we'll be talking to at the golf course. So um, got to go down and watch the mare, mate. She's uh, She did a really good job. We got a little bit of rain, which sort of kicked in and feeling quite confident up up until that stage anyway. But, um, yeah, no, nah, Grilzy having, having rid Cinerama the week before, um, two weeks before actually with Priestafur. Priestafur coming out and winning a group one and the Captain Cook. Uh, yeah, that was a good day. It was a really good day. But also, the other thing about the good good day, it was a good weekend because for mm. the first time in 12 years, Rugby League uh, called what I call the owners, which are our, our provinces, back into a room to ask them how Rugby League should be run in this country and a unanimous, a unanimous decision on all accounts after our meeting yesterday was given that they have to restructure it and give it back to the provinces. So... Um, watch this space. That's a really interesting. The sad thing about that is that no one was there to report it. It was kept under the radar. Um, it's probably the biggest story in rugby league in the last 12 years. I said that to Jay. So what was that? What was that like that? Did they block the media or the media didn't want to bar of it? What's that going yeah, on there? Yeah, we haven't, mate, there was, a, there was a time when rugby league was really 
heavily influenced in the media. We had lots of, you know, Aaron Lawton, Steve Kilgallen, um, you know, the likes that are, we're writing about community rugby league. But rugby league now is really about the the Warriors. And, you know, that's our professional game in this country. But it's been just left on life support, the, the game at grassroots level. But that... that Meeting yes uh, on Saturday, held by all of the the districts, the provinces that came in and said that this is how they want it. That was a really good day for me. For um, it sort of topped off the weekend. Cinerama winning um, the boys. You know the other thing about that is that the boys kitty for Friday. It's that was a funny mm. conversation. Like <laughs> them going off in the kitchen. Like we're nearly at a rack, and I sent mm. out. I said, boys, do we call it? And uh, or do we go for it? You know, we're you know they're just a little bit short, but do we go for it? And you know, of course, Louis come back in and he's gone. Hell yeah, we're going for it. And, and our <laughs> mate, old sensible, logical Joseph, has said, "No, nah, Kimmy, yeah. let's we're we're happy right now." So, a little bit of banter <laughs> for the rest of the week. Let's see how it plays out, eh? We could end course, up, Joe we could end up with a big zero, Joe. What do you reckon? Of course, Joe said that. He's a bit sad after. Um, Brazil. <laughs> oh, Counting man. his money a bit too early, eh, Joey boy? I felt so. Oh, <laughs> my. I, honest, I honestly, it's the refing. The, the, the refing was terrible. All, <laughs> oh. all quarterfinals long. I mean, it was just appalling. Um, no, look, we're chokers. Brazil are chokers. Uh, they're probably worse than England. I feel terrible, but you know, we're going to have a great Friday. Thanks for holding the money, Kempi. Just keep it, all right? Let, let's let's not do anything anything too, anything too rash. I, I, I need a good Friday oh. of the year because I am down in the dumps, boys. Don't worry, Can't mate. believe it. I couldn't believe that. What I was you know, seeing and, and witnessing there, Brazil going down... Um, you know, and then you got England, and and I just said to you, Kempi, I said with England, I said, look, just just stay away from the penalty box. You did just stay away from the penalty box because it always costs them. And Harry, ca- Kane. Harry Kane kicks it in his sleep. He does kicks it in his sleep. Why does he try and buff it? I'm sitting there, know, like I'm sitting there watching him, like you know, nine minutes to go, finally get that penalty, go to two all, and Harry Kane steps up, and then as I'm sitting there, I'm going. Why are you taking so long? Like mm. you, you know, you're not looking, and you could uh, you you could feel him talking himself out of it. You know, like hopefully I don't miss. And I guess there's flashbacks of uh, Southgate, Beckham, you know, oh. all of those, all of those bad shots. We go to the penalty line, and didn't you think about that though? At two one, when mm. Harry Kane stepped up, didn't you think that? Like you said, it stay away from the penalties, and he's gone and hit it <laughs> over the top. Man, who well, would have picked it? Look, it would have been interesting because obviously that would have been two all. It's about 10 minutes to go, and then they got extra time. You know, probably would have gone extra time and then go on to penalties. And then it would have probably just ended the same result. But, mate, yeah, just oh, England and penalties, just just not ideal. Not ideal. But this, this is made up. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo's World Cup career is over too at the hands of Morocco, the giant killers. Mm. They are just flying. But then seeing that image of Cristiano Ronaldo and the last two months have been crazy for Cristiano and his career. But uh, he's finished at the World Cup. Lionel Messi, his trophy cabinet is full. Now, if he gets this done, I want to throw this to you. If he gets this done, 
that old age debate of who is the GOAT, who is the greatest of all time, Cristiano Lionel Messi. She's pretty toe-and-toe at the moment. Probably, who are, you, who are you swaying a bit more towards when you think of the Lionel Messi, the Cristiano Ronaldo debate? Uh, Messi, oh, look, I've, I've always thought Messi was the better, better footballer. Um, Ronaldo's a great footballer. I've always thought Messi was the better footballer. And I agree with you, if he gets the World Cup, and they're a definite chance, Argentina. They are a dead set chance of, of picking that up. And I and, and now they're my favourites, you know, going because of that Messi factor, you know. If he gets the World Cup, he's basically got everything in, in his cabinet. So if he does get it, is he? I know where you're going with it. Yeah, he's he's the GOAT. <laughs> he is the absolute GOAT. Oh, I'm a Cristiano fan, but I'm starting to yeah, starting to lean probably just just seeing Messi's um, you know, trophy cabinet. He's won plenty with Argentina. Um, Portugal have always fallen short, you know, the final hurdle, and this would have been one that definitely got away France, for them as France well. Are, so France are going to be tough. France go back to back. Yeah, Ooh. they could they could do they they look good. Um, mm. Morocco still the giant killers there. Croatia, you know they've they've apparently been to they haven't been around that long, but they've been to more finals than England and Portugal put together. Um, so, Modric. mate, you could have a Croatia Morocco final. <laughs> that would yeah. be that would be a turn up for the books. But oh look, I, I agree with you. The referee on the weekend, the. Mate, the anger in the game between Argentina and the Dutch was just out mm. the gate. Absolutely. Carried on into the changing rooms afterwards and <laughs> on Twitter, it's going nuts. You know, I just, I guess you when you see how much it actually means to Messi now, um, mm. when they got that, they got that, uh, that win against the Dutch, it was, um, yeah, an interesting weekend watching football, especially I thought the England French game. And look, I don't know much about the refereeing, but I made a comment while I was watching it to Jay and said, "Man, the referee's terrible. He's not pulling yeah. up anything here." And, and then you read all the comments after the the fight. It was one of those weekends for referees because the UFC too. I don't know if you've seen that. Is he the referee yeah. and like the the umpires in that? Neeps watched it. Marginal, eh, Neeps? Yeah, real, real marginal to be honest. In the last two fights. I had it on the scorecards that Paddy the Pimlet, uh, Paddy the Batty Pimlet had clearly lost that fight. How I'd scored it, had, yeah. he'd, he'd won on every single angle. And then you go to the main fight, Uncle Iev versus uh, Jan Blachowicz. Yeah, Uncle Iev won that fight every day of the week as well. You know, he did the most damage. He, <laughs> he overcame every single thing that Jan threw at him. To, to What you score off is damage overcoming what you've been previously hit with and, and you know, keeping distance. Uncle Iev did all of that mm. and he won the fight, but... Yeah, interesting result. Oh, it's crazy how politics gets involved. No way Dana White would have wanted his boy, the baddie, Paddy the baddie, to lose that fight. I've seen the stats, and mate, everything's going towards Jake Gordon, and mm. he won that fight hands down. And now Twitter's erupting. Nate Diaz has come out and said, you lost. <laughs> you lost that fight. But there's no way when you've got – this is like the Conor McGregor Take two, you know, situation. He's got 2.8 million followers on Instagram. He's probably the most, a name that everyone knows in the UFC, you know, people wearing these wigs. There's no way if it's going to go down to the wire and you're going to go to the judges, it's always going to happen. That's why I can't see a Croatia-Morocco final, Kempi, because no way FIFA football would want that to happen. We'd love it. We love our underdog story. But hey, I hear you. Uh, I don't know if um, FIFA would love that, and we know how <laughs> what goes on in the back room there. <laughs> we know, hey. Plenty. Yeah.
plenty. But anyway, we'll continue on our show. And, oh, it's Christmas, Kempi. So it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Yeah, you're just waking up and you're just about to get into your day and you're thinking, ah, Christmas is just around the corner. My wife's birthday is Wednesday. I've got, an abs- I've got her absolutely nothing, so I better sort that out. <laughs> but anyway, Christmas is just around the corner. And I'm sure you've started to write up your wish list. I know my kids have. <laughs> they're a bit unachievable. Oh, they're dreaming, those ones. Anyway, so I want to know, what do you want Santa to put in your Christmas sack for Christmas. What is on your wish list? <laughs> Let us know. Double eight, double three. All right, 100, It can be anything. I know Kempi's dreaming, but after the Rama, so good, eh, Tim? So good, the Cinerama. Well, his dreams could come true. Let us know. What do you want for Christmas? It's just around the corner. And I know you want to, dreams are free. You can dream as big as you want on this show, and you never know. It might come true. So 0800-150-811-8833. We'll shoot off, and we'll come back, and I'll get Kempi's answer. And we'll get the boys in the back room, because no doubt their dreams have been flying this morning. and They'll be dreaming for some big gift. Maybe Friday, Kempi will make it come true. Anyway, you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Kempi's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Around the Christmas tree in the happy I don't even know the words, but I'm just going to try and do Sounds it. Sounds good. Enough. It's a good song. Good song. Great song. Reminds me of Home Alone. That song. Ooh, when he's dancing around the kitchen, he's making food. Oh, such a good film. And this is the time of year where the film and the food is flying. But it's remember, everyone wants that Christmas prezi. And Kimpy, well, he got his present. Over the weekend with Cinerama winning that one. But our can't wait question of the day. Starting to write your list. And we want to know what you would love for Christmas. And a couple of messages coming. Hey, Brett, dear Santa, please keep my quarterback injury free. Because it sucks when your quarterback gets injured. <laughs> hey, Joey B. Love you, Joey. That is from Brett. Hey, yeah, he's talking about Tua Tangavailua with the Miami Dolphins. He wants his injury free. Kempi, what about you? What's on your Christmas wish list? I was, I was laughing, mate, because that one from Marky, Marky Mark, the rig, I was going to say, I know what Marky wants. He wants a set of glasses, <laughs> mate, so he can read the multi-ticket because he oh. he got given the multi. And actually, <laughs> I texted it to him. I texted the picture to him, but he didn't read it. And he's uh, he's backed it wrong and missed out on a big oh payday. So he's, Morena lads in Aroha, I would love a winning multi-bet. That's from Marky. Well, you had one, mate, last week. You missed it. Unfortunately, so you're going to have to get back in the quizzy dag and try and get that back. Mate, if it was me and I had an ultimate, because this is the ultimate, you know, Santa's actually going to show up, squeeze Are down. Are you allowed to, like, dream big? Dream big, dream big, yeah. Like, Scre- uh, anything? Anything. Like, what you uh, actually okay. want, okay? So he's going to squeeze down the chimney. But even if you can't get it, even if you can't get it. Even but if you want it. But you want it, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And, mate, it's all you've got to dream. I want a 69 Chevelle with a 350 yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, lowered in matte black. And Ooh. I hope that can fit on the back of that sleigh, son, and just drop it out. Put it straight in my garage, wake up in the morning, wrap with a big red Shrink ribbon. Shrink it and then go, boop, boom. There you have it. <laughs> Woohoo! Start wow, off. there you go. I've never seen 350. Oh, tell you what, Kim, you would love my old Jeep. I had a 305 Chevy in it. 
every time. Oh, so good. Love that sound. But not uh, not good when you get stuck and you've got to push it. Ooh, heavy. Very heavy. <laughs> um, for me, then, if we're going there, I was thinking I was just on a salmon rod, you know, and go catch salmon down here. Nice little new little salmon rod to go down fish down there at the river and Nawa and have a go. But nah, I'm going big here. If I could want anything today, I'd want a 458 Ferrari Mac Black on black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually know where there is one of those. <laughs> a 458, 458 Italia. Mm. You have to see your picture. There you go. That's what I mean. Dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> dreaming. I'm dreaming big here. You went, You said, mate, whatever. I whatever. said, oh, okay. There you oh. go. Come on, Mum. Come on, Daisy. You heard? She's asleep. She's just nine. I just went to see her. She, she ain't listening. But anyway, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. And Tim, the teachers, come through. Morning, Izzy and Kimby. Did you know that since the current Moroccan coach took over five months ago, they have only conceded one goal? They're daring to believe. Cheers. Maybe their Christmas wish list is winning the Football World Cup. Now, that would hell, be a hell of a, hell of a Christmas present for Moroccan team. It? That's a hell of a stat too. So, Tim, the teacher, he's been there from day one. Timmy, you'd have a Christmas present that you'd love to have. Let us know. Keep those messages coming through. What about you? Neeps, Joey, what do you want? You know what we've just said, so you're probably going to go, oh, okay, they'll set the bar. I know what Neeps wants. He wants a pasta maker. <laughs> I asked my parents for a pasta roller, bro. You know, the classic Italian ones that you crank yourself and you just make the eggs and flour together. No, but if I could have anything, I'd have an all-expenses-paid trip to the UFC Perth event at, in February next year. Hotel, oh. tickets, VIP pass, out the back, press conference, knockout vault while I'm there. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see in the ring, Neeps. Well, you know, my shot will be out, bro. I won't do anything. You, eh? I don't have a jab. You don't, you don't want Volk to win? Nah, nah. Volk's going to win. Volk's going to win. But I'll yeah. knock him out while I'm there anyway. <laughs> oh, you crap. Yeah, nice. And all expenses paid trip to Perth, USC. That's a hell of a card, too. So that'll be good. What about you, Joey? Uh, what do you got, well, mate? What's on the wish list? Well, you know, Johnny Mac's reading the news today, and you might not know yeah. this, Izzy, but me and Johnny Mac get on, like, oh, so well, and I don't get to see enough of him because he's in the afternoons. I'd love to go to the theatre with Johnny Mac. I'd love to go to a nice play with him, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Yeah, we talk about like, it all the time. Like, like anything. Anything? No, I, I just, I'd love to go to, the, to a play with him because I don't have anyone to go to the, the, the theatre with, and I know that he's a big theatre buff and oh. i want to spend time with him yeah oh oh okay okay well friday well we can make friday, we can make we that can happen, make that happen. <laughs> there's a show's going on and we'll drop you off there at yeah four Navo. all right mate uh we'll I'm make that okay. dream happen <laughs> we'll make that dream come true for you speaking <laughs> of johnny mac he's on our uh show today and we appreciate you having you on mate it's a, a very nice time of the year to to get johnny mac and Bringing us the news. So here he is. Here's Johnny Mac with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Thanks, Johnny Mac. Sorry to make it weird earlier. I, I know it sounds weird out of context. I was just like, yeah, me and Johnny Mac have been talking about it, you know, and I, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. 
Um, like, what do you want to go? What, what kind of show you want to watch? Oh, good question. Well, mm. I, I'd love to. I don't know. Like uh, Johnny Mac was describing this play that he went to earlier this year about like this uh, couple and like the opening scene. They don't talk. It's like he said. It's just ten minutes, and uh, the the woman's just making dinner, and the guy's just sitting watching TV. Literally for ten minutes, they sit down, they prepare, and then she uh, says, "The woman says, I want a divorce, and that's it. That's the first ten minutes. I'd love something artsy like that, you know." I went to uh, I went to the Shrek musical. Oh yeah, went to the Shrek musical. That was outstanding. But Joe, that is the most boringest wish list I've ever heard. But honestly, I'll buy your ticket and you can go. Get it out of your system, mate. Like, oh wow. Actually, Shrek the musical is supposed to be great. My my ex girlfriend loved it. It was her favourite uh, musical, and she loved musicals. Like, she... divorces, ex girlfriends. You got you got something to tell us? Oh, you're on one today. I mean, you're on one. I mean, her actually on Christmas. Eve. Um, anyways, <laughs> at Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. Time for a quick sports update. England struck late to break a crucial partnership on the third day of, of the second test against Pakistan. They um, they struggled a little bit. They uh, Jack Leach, uh, Jack Leach grabbed the wicket of a mom to give England a chance after they collapsed in their second innings, losing five wickets for 19 runs. Uh, but so Pakistan are still in the driver's seat. They currently uh, 157 sh- uh, runs short of their target, but with four wickets out, you know, and Baz is quite aggressive. You know he'll be tr- trying to grab the dick- uh, the wickets, <laughs> <laughs> the wickets, not a D wickets, the wickets on uh, on day four early on. So I'm confident in them. And um, Gareth Southgate, he said that he will review and reflect on. Um, his future in England after barreling out in the quarterfinals. Boys, you know, Gareth Southgate, uh, you guys might, might, not, might not know this, but he knows a thing or two about missing penalties. He missed the Euro 1996 uh, semi-final penalty against Germany, and the whole country hated him. Uh, and the whole country hates him again, but uh, he was the first to console Harry Kane. He knows what it feels like. So I think he's been a really good coach for them, and... I don't think it'd be terrible if he kept uh, with them with 2024 because his contract lasts till the Euros. So we'll see. That's your Bunny mm. Sports update, boys. They keep nice. Him. They keep him. They'll keep him. Yeah, yeah. they'll keep him. 100%. Keep him. Yeah, you saw him console him. You saw David Beckham put up a wee tweet with uh, uh, someone that's you know, got a real understanding of that situation. So oh, I think they keep him for sure. And uh, look, if they continue on and they can stay together and they can overcome those penalty situations, then it may become home. But at the moment, it ain't. One, four more years, lads. Anyway, uh, we'll talk England-Pakistan, Kim, because that one's really in the balance. It's 157. Uh, Pakistan need with six wickets in hand. And uh, yeah, like that, Jack Leach, yeah. he's got to have a big, big day tomorrow. If he's going to continue, because this, like, winning a, winning a series, like winning the game in Pakistan's one. But if you win a series in Pakistan, that is the unthinkable in cricket. That is like the icing on the cake. Yeah, for cricketers going over to Pakistan and and winning over there is nice. But winning a series, that will be something out of this world for baseball. And you could, and you and could just, close. and you could just imagine Bears, couldn't you? As you know, like he'll be mm. working overtime about going out on the attack tomorrow, and making mm. sure that every ball is worth something. 
They ain't, yeah. ain't going to, you know, you, if it was 40 runs, you go, yeah, nah, lay down, they're home. Mm. Not 140. Nowhere yeah. in the world it's over yet. So, and you know he'll have them up. So I'm looking forward yeah. to, to seeing the result. And like you said, the icing on the cake, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. It is, mate, book deals, Netflix movies. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> hell, mate, he'll be all over the place. Oh, Baz, EVDs. Yeah. What do you call it? Frankel, I think, is the best stud <laughs> over there. He, he's got dibs on that for sure. He'll be getting Frankel easy, mate. Nah, it's awesome. It's awesome, and it's a hell of a story. But you did right. He'll be having the the boys up on their toes, walking in, chasing everything. 157 runs, six wickets. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a wee bit. They've still got a little bit of room for breath, to breathe there, but not too much. And uh, he'll want to go out there and keep the pressure on. So it's a big day today as they head to day four and. Uh, it's really in the balance, really in the balance. 157 runs with six wickets, and uh, we'll keep you up to date throughout the day for sure. With a couple of messages here, temper bed post text machine, Morena. I want my bonus bet back from Izzy, and I'll do the rest for Christmas. Ed, you've had plenty. You've <laughs> had plenty. You've had plenty of chances, and you're just like me. You just can't do it. You just can't pick it. And, well... I had a rest on the weekend, but if I listened to the lads, I would have had a wee payday, but that's okay. A lot of what-ifs. Don't want to live life like that. Tim, easy boys. Two World Cups for New Zealand next year. Cricket and rugby and done. That's what Timmy wants. A little sporting prese. The two World Cups next year. How good. And uh, here's one from Joe. I'm looking forward to catch up with Joey from Gizzy, and Joey's thanking you too, Kempi. Sent yep. me a little screenshot. He's happy with the Rama. Woohoo! How good. Hey, boys. Need Santa to get the Warriors home after years of hurt. Need some craze in the pot on Xmas Day. And need one of my horses to win a big race like Kempe. Merry Christmas, crew. Merry Christmas, Joe. Yes. There he is, Joe. Make sure you keep a He's couple of those craze for Izzy. <laughs> keep a couple of those craze for me and some kinars, brother. Coming back. I can't wait, Kimpy. Thursday, I'm up in Auckland with you boys. Friday, we'll hang out with you boys, and then I might have to smoke bomb you at about 7 o'clock at night. I saw your good mate down there too at Tarapa, ALB, up there in the Tealco yeah. box. He was owning the box. Owning Is it. Is he? Yep, him and his, uh, him and his boys. Are... Also, uh, Tapaya was there. He's looking good too. The knee was in good nick. Um, nice. On, a, on good recovery, and... Yeah, mate. He's looking forward to seeing you on Thursday up here on that Grins Day. <laughs> even, he even threw an invite my way, but I was like, mate, I don't like golf. You guys go hard. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't really golf, Kempi. We're just going to have a little bit of a social aspect. And what about that golf last week? John Key, hole in one, in front of 300 people, and everyone was like yelling, three more years, three more years. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, it was a great Photoshop. Oh. Oh, I know. How good. How good, mate. You haven't hit a hole in one. You're on the big stage. Camera's rolling. You bang it in there. Only Keezy could do that. How good. Anyway, sign for Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811. Give you a chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Up for grabs. Connor, I said it last week. You call. You're up. 0800-150-811. Take me on. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. 
Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, there, come play it. Quizzy, there, come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. And you have a chance. We've got a. Got a new caller. He's given us a call, and well, Gav, you're gonna get a good chance, mate. Hopefully, we can get you a little bonus bit today. Here we go. Let's rip straight into it. We got Dave from Cambridge. How you doing, Dave? All good, lad. Morning. Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Wait, just hey, good win on the weekend. You're you're, you're, well thanks done, a lot, Dave. Ooh. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Did you get on, Dave? Oh, uh, I had her in a multi with SBR. Oh. So can't complain okay, about that. Yes, we are one as well. Yeah. So. Very good. Nice. Nice, mate. There you go. Multied it up. You didn't get rivered like many of us. I've seen some multi uh, little screenshots and one leg short, but not for you. So well done, Dave. Let's get you paid today. All right, mate. Here we go. Good luck. What was the result of the light heavyweight title fight in the UFC between Jan Blachowicz and Megamar Ankalaev? What was the result? Oh, uh, it was a draw. It was a draw. Correct. Question number two. Kylian Mbappe has had the last laugh as France progressed to the semi-finals over England. How old is Kylian Mbappe? Ah, uh, Twenty-three is correct. <laughs> well, well, question, yeah, question number three. Indian batsman Ishan Khan has smashed an ODI double century record with a huge win over Bangladesh. How many runs did he score? Oh, Four. Two hundred and two. Two oh six. Two oh six is incorrect. Uh, Sorry, Dave. Have a good day, mate. Well done. Good effort. Brad from Dunedin. Morning. Morning, fellas. Morning. Indian batsman Ishan Khan has smashed ODI double century record with a huge win over Bangladesh. How many runs did he score? Uh, Old mate was close, but it's 210, I think. 210 is correct. Yep, it was very, very close. Question number four. Which former New Zealand Prime Minister had a hole-in-one over the weekend? Uh, the great one, John Key. <laughs> great one, John Key. That's a little bit easy, hopefully. Look, I'm not going to be... I don't want to be mean here, Brad, Brad, but I hope you miss this because we've got a new call and I want to get him paid. But good luck, eh? <laughs> good luck. <laughs> here we go. Which Hall of Fame NBA player and host of the NBA on TNT is set to release a new docuseries on Neon? Four. Three. Oh, two. I'm feeling nice. Give it to the new one. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not feeling nice, are you? Oh, the answer's Jack, but... Oh, well, we can't give it to the new fella. You just won it. <laughs> 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 
So you were being nice, but then you're just like, nah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, nah. Well done, Brad. Well done, Brad. We'll keep Gavin there. Well done, Brad. You stay on, and uh, you can have a chat. But uh, chuck Brad on the line if you can. Can I have a chat to him? I mean, Gavin. Gav, you there? Yeah, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. We're, we're trying to get you into, to have a wee crack at Quizzy Dag, but if you give us a call tomorrow, I'll chuck you up first, eh? Oh, brilliant, mate. Yep. No worries. Good man, Beautiful, yeah. mate. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Okay, there you go. Brad wins, and Gav's up tomorrow. First up, opening up the bat. There you go. That was Quizzy Dag. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. A couple of minutes away from seven, and uh, Harry Simeo coming up after uh, seven o'clock. We're going to talk some football World Cup. We've got a big hour ahead. We're going to talk to uh, Greg Holmes, longest day of golf. They teed off at 6 a.m. this morning. They're going to play 72 holes today. And uh, raising money for cancer. So um, we'll have a chat and see how he's going, how the golf's playing out. And uh, we've got a message here uh, regarding the cricket we spoke about earlier because England and Pakistan taking place heading to day four. Pakistan need 157 runs to win with six wickets in hand. Can Basball continue? And Kevin's come through. Izzy Anderson and Robinson are going to be vital for England. Have a look at their figures so far. Leach going at four and over. Not good. Anderson at uh, one and over. England will win. Kevin from Titarangi. Definitely. I saw that. Leach, 20 overs. He's been gone for about 80 with one wicket. And uh, not ideal. I'm just thinking with the, the way the wicket was gone and the way he bowled in that first innings with the spin, he might have a little bit of uh, input there as well. And regarding the cricket, Kempe, our uh, white ferns, uh, mm. they destroyed Bangladesh as yeah, well. Susie easy. Bates, Jess Kerr, four for 23 in her overs. She was swinging it left to right, bowling really well. And then Susie Bates and Maddie Green coming in and, and doing the job. So they're flying at the moment to Kempe. Mm. And they, uh, you know, they, I sort of bounced back, I guess, from the beginning of the year where mm. geez, it was all doom and gloom, wasn't it? So doing a really good yeah. job there. Uh, the ladies with the, the bat and ball. And, yeah, let's mm. see whether or not Baz's boys can get up, eh? Because we want to get him on and have a chat with him tomorrow if that happens. <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. Flick the message through because... Uh, Pango got an offer overnight, Kimpy. Oh, did he? Got an offer for, for Pango from, from Hong Kong, but we won't take him. We won't take it. We want to have fun with him. Good offer, though. I'll, I'll, I'll message you. Yeah, mate. Uh, we're coming up, we got some football chat, we got some golf, and we got some boxing after eight. Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you. Gav, appreciate your call, mate. New caller. Oh, we're going to get you paid tomorrow. Anyway, here's Johnny Mack with the news for Kubota. Building and shaping the future. Good morning. Is he Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Monday the 12th of You would have had that Ferrari, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maury's come through. Maury, do they give offers for eighth place, Deggy? Take the boy out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was fifth, first, and fifth. Come on, Maury. And they've seen the light, and uh, they know. Nah, nah, we're not going to sell, mate. We're, we're in it for fun. We're in it, we want to have fun with them. And uh, he's just started back preparing and, and started train. So, um, what's the target? Yeah, we'll just. Wow, well, the ultimate goal is the Ram with Guineas. Mm. 
yeah, in Australia. So there's plenty to go before then, and we'll just get him back to running. He's obviously been gouted, so, um, you know, just going to see see how that all plays out. But he's come through really nice. And, uh, yeah, mate. So we'll have some fun with him. Nice. Hey, Maury. <laughs> yeah, Moza. Moza? Why all the hate? Expensive dog, Tucker. Sad guy. Sad guy. Now, we're going to be talking uh, all things. I'll keep you up to date anyway, Kempi. Um, yeah, we, we bought him to have fun. We bought him to have fun, and he got an offer from Hong Kong, but I think all the owners are on the same page. Well, let's talk some football. Well, it's expected the English once again fell short of achieving their goal of ending their World Cup trophy drought. In fairness to the Brits, Harry Kane and his men put up a valiant fight against the French. Ultimately, though, the Tottenham striker was unable to score his second penalty chance, breaking the hearts of almost every person in the country. I say almost because there's one man that I know for certain would have been happy to see Kane kick the ball over the crossbar. He's the Gunners' biggest supporter and longtime friend of the show. And we really appreciate Hazza coming on. Hazza, Simeo, how you doing, bud? I'm good, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you for always finding time for us, mate. We really appreciate all things football out of the UK. Look, what's what's the feel? What's what's how's everyone feeling? It's not coming home again. Yeah, there's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of people that are, you know, really frustrated by how things went yesterday. Um, a lot of people mm. are calling for Gareth Southgate to be moved on as England manager. He said himself that he's going to review his situation now and sort of sit down and process everything that's happened and decide what the next step is. Um, but you know what? It's it's one of those where I think you can accept getting beaten by France. You know, they're the reigning world champions. Uh, they've got an incredibly yeah. gifted squad. I mean, to put it into context, France had probably five players that would have been in the starting lineup all missing yesterday through injury and still managed to put out an incredible lineup and a lineup that you would argue is stronger than the English lineup. So you've got to put it all into context. It's disappointing for England fans. It's frustrating, um, of course, because the World Cup, you know, you want to get as far as you can. And, you know, when you look at the way it's panned out, the fact that Morocco have made it to the semi-final now, you would have really fancied England to go all the way to the final had they progressed. Uh, of course, last night. So there is a disappointment. There is a feeling of, you know, uh, an opportunity missed. But at the end of the day, uh, they were beaten by a very, very good side, a very, very strong side. And I think when the dust settles a little bit, people will realise that. Harry, does this call for Southgate um, to step down on the on the back of that loss, who who would you go to? Like, where does that replacement come from? Because I, I actually think that Southgate's done a good job. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, there's so many mm. you know, people that are incredibly critical of him, and I just don't understand where it comes from. I mean, I'm yeah. 32 years old, and, and prior to Gareth Southgate, I don't remember England doing anything of note at international level. You know, They haven't won a title since 1966. That's their only major win. Um, you know, they, they went to a semi-final in 2018 in the World Cup. They got to the finals of the European Championships. So his record reads, uh, you know, semi-final, final, quarter-final. You know, it's not the end of the world. And, and also what he's done, I think, is bring a, a real likability to this England group. You know, he conducts himself with such class. You can tell that, you know, the players absolutely adore him. He's helped some of the players through some really difficult personal issues. Uh, he's had to deal with that even in this tournament. You know, Raheem Sterling had to leave the camp. Ben White had to leave the camp for personal reasons. And Gareth Southgate has stood right by them. 
I think he's a credit to English football, honestly. And I think that the reason people want him out is because I think there's always this level of expectation around England that just isn't fair with regards to where they stand in the international football world. You know, as I say, haven't won anything since 1966. This is not a country that has a a divine right to go and win titles. So when they get to semi-finals and finals, it's pretty good going. Yeah, and look, you, you talk about the coach. They're probably the first on the chopping board and then maybe close by the captain. But people that are always talked about are the refs. So what do you think of the referee, yeah. not only in England's game, but across all quarterfinals? I think for the most part, the refereeing's been OK. I think the problem we've got with football, and we'll always have this problem, is that there are so many decisions that are just subjective. You know, they're based on opinions rather than fact. You know, you think about tennis, for example. The ball's either in or out, and you've got Hawkeye technology to tell you that for sure. With football, a lot of it still comes down to opinions. And even with the introduction of video assistant referees, you are going to get people that disagree with major decisions. And when they happen in the World Cup, of course, it's going to be a lot of scrutiny. You know, Portugal have had a bit of a moan about the referee in the Morocco game. Um, I didn't think Bruno Fernandes deserved the penalty, despite his appeals and his comments post-match. The referee in the Argentina-Netherlands game has got a lot of heat as well. I don't think he necessarily deserves it. And I think England can be disappointed by potentially one decision that took place yesterday. I think Harry Kane might have had a penalty. But outside of that, I think it's been pretty good. And, um, you know, for me, I think as, as football teams, as football managers, as football fans, you should always focus first on the things that you can control. And, you know, England, you know, they needed a penalty to, to get back on level terms. And their only real clean opportunity to level it was from the penalty spot. So I'd be looking at how they can create more. I'd be looking at how they can be better defensively because the defending for the second goal just wasn't good enough. Those are the things that you need to address as a coach, the things that are within your control. And the rest of it, we can talk about it afterwards. Hey, Harry, take us through (laughs) the nation and how you're feeling when Harry Kane stepped up to try and level it at at, uh, 2-1. I thought he just took too long and probably was talking himself out of it. What, what were your feelings? What were, the, what were the nation feelings? He was having flashbacks, Kimpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for me, I, I, I massively disagree with the idea of a player taking two penalties in one match. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that that should ever happen. And the reason I say that is because as a striker, right, you will practice penalties over and over again. You will have your technique. You will have your process that you go through as you place the ball down, step back, step up, take it. And what happens when you get a second one in the game is you probably start um, questioning yourself. You know, you're probably thinking to yourself, do I put it in the same place that I put the first one? Will the goalkeeper have sussed me out now? Will he read it? Or will he assume that I'm going to change it? So then do I go the way that I would have gone originally? And add to the picture that Hugo Lloris, the French goalkeeper, is Harry Kane's club goalkeeper. They're two people that know each other very, very well. So I think you're almost second-guessing yourself. Personally, if I were Gareth Southgate... I would have insisted that somebody else took the second penalty to not allow that doubt to creep into his mind. Harry Kane's a fantastic spot kick taker. He has been throughout his career, but I think the occasion got to him. And, and, you know, it happens. And this is the thing. This is why people shouldn't go so overboard because one moment like that can change everything. You know, if if Harry Kane scores the penalty and England squeeze through uh, in a shootout at the end, then he's being talked about as uh, as a hero. If England win the shootout in the Euro final against Italy... Gareth Southgate would have gone down as maybe England's greatest manager ever. So it's such fine margins that I just think the reaction needs to be tempered uh, in accordance with that. 
That's a good way to think of it. Yeah, you think Harry Kane, you know, he's been there and done that before, but yeah, they they start to figure him out, and that was his Tottenham goalkeeper mate, and he would have been talking to him through that whole process. And I just think he tried to kick it too hard. <laughs> he tried to kick it and yeah, buff it straight down the middle. He, absolutely, he's trying too hard, and and that's the problem, mm. isn't it? You know, you you overthink something, and you end up sort of yeah. abandoning the the coolness and the calmness that you've made a career out of, basically. <laughs> Yeah, less is best. Hey, just talk, what about Brazil? Brazil were dead set favourites to go on and and win this. And Joe Bell, the boy, the, the boys in the kitchen, he's gutted because he had them in the sweepstakes. Mate, what happened there? <laughs> yeah, I mean Brazil for me, uh, you know, it didn't come as a massive surprise that they were eliminated. Um, mm. I've I've been saying to sort of friends and colleagues throughout the tournament that they've played really well in flashes, in glimpses, but. Overall, they haven't been as amazing as maybe people had sort of built up in their heads. I think there's always a romanticism with Brazil because, you know, their, their shirts are iconic. Their, the atmosphere that they bring to football matches is iconic. And it's a, a real part, a real focal part of the World Cup experience. And I think they're always a little bit overhyped. And they came up against the Croatian side that are incredibly streetwise. You know, this is a Croatian side that have made successive World Cup semifinals now. Uh, plenty of know-how in that team. Um, and, and obviously they forced it to a shootout, and from then on anything can happen. And uh, and Croatia got over the line for the second time in a shootout in this tournament. So, you know, maybe they're a little bit lucky to be where they are uh, at the end of the day. But you know, if you keep mm. Brazil quiet for large periods as they did, then you're always in with a chance. The Argentinians and and the Dutch was pretty aggressive that game. What do you think of that? Yeah, it was always going to be. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, the Dutch have got form in recent tournaments uh, for being a little bit overly physical in order to try and kind of cope with slightly more technical opponents. Argentina, you know, they've got a nasty side to them as well. And, and when that comes out and clashes with a style like the Dutch, then you end up with fireworks. Um, I must admit, when the Netherlands pulled uh, the equaliser back in the 10th minute of stoppage time, I thought the momentum was with them. I thought mentally Argentina were just going to be deflated and, and really struggle. But it feels like it's written for Lionel Messi to go all the way this time. So he's having a huge impact in games um, as an individual, but as a team as well, they just look like they know how to dig deep when needed and their character has got them through some situations where maybe their football wasn't quite up to scratch. Oh, if he gets there, if he gets the job done, does that end the debate? Is that just game over? Messi is the GOAT? Uh, if, if, If Lionel Messi wins the World Cup... I think there'll still be a debate around whether he's the GOAT, but there'll be no debate about whether he's ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo, whose yeah. tournament has ended in a completely different way. You know, he's, he's been sort of put on the substitutes bench, no longer a central part of the Portuguese team, stormed off yesterday after the game in tears when he should have been really uh, sort of with his teammates out there thanking the fans. The, the Cristiano Ronaldo story that's been following him around the last few months is just poured so much negativity on him that I think people are almost willing Lionel Messi to go on and do this so that that debate can be put to bed for good. Yeah, look, what, do you, what do you make of that? Um, how he's kind of reacted to it? Do you think he's got a fair case for being, um, you know, acting the way he is? Or has he been hard done by? Like, yeah, it's hard because I was a Cristiano fan and, and just seeing how he's reacted. Yeah, yesterday, you know, the Moroccan fans, that was their time and their moment and he's just making it all about him and, you know, no, there was no yeah. real empathy and 
No professionalism there, so I don't he know. Been, kind of lost a little bit of respect. He has been mm. one of the he has been one of the greatest players ever to play this sport. There's no question about that. He is superb. He is unbelievable. But he's not at that level anymore. And it feels as though all the coaches, all the fans, all the onlookers have accepted that. And the only person that hasn't accepted that is Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Because he demands yeah. to play. He demands to be a focal point, an essential point. If Cristiano Ronaldo was to accept what he is today, which is a very good penalty box player, someone with incredible experience, someone in the air who's incredibly dangerous and was willing to just focus and help his team in the moments when they need him, i.e. off of the substitutes bench, and, and there wasn't all this circus around him, I think actually he could be a very big asset to this Portuguese side. But yeah. it's almost as though he doesn't want to accept that role. And so managers are feeling that they have to really put their foot down with him just to stop you know, any sort of issues within the camp. And at the end of the day, it's just having a negative effect. It was the same at Manchester United. It's the same with Portugal. It looks as though he's going to move to the Middle East now to finish off his career. And the fact he's going there says it all. The fact that that is the only place where he is wanted now, that they are the only clubs that would open their arms to Cristiano Ronaldo, it says so much about where he is today. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. We can't believe what I've uh, what I've seen unfold, mate. Look, we we appreciate you coming on, Hez. Just quickly, who Cheers, wins mate. it? Yep, Argentina for me. Lionel Messi Bang. to lift the trophy. <laughs> Lionel Messi ends the debate, and Argentina win it, mate. Hez, we appreciate you always coming on and finding time for us. Merry Christmas, brother. Take care, and uh, you, Cheers, you have a good you one too, with the family. All the best, guys. Take care. There is Harry Simeo talking all things football, and uh, he's well, ended that debate there. Can beat Argentina, gonna win it and go and win it all. Go Morocco! <laughs> I tell you what, with Argentina though, like I, I like how they, you know, didn't back down to the Dutch. You know what I mean? Like they really got mm. stuck in, and it just showed you how much it really meant to them. Got to remember, they lost the first game. You know, it didn't start the tour on the best yeah. of. Um, on the you know the best way to start the t- uh, tournament, and then have now, I guess, sat there. I reckon second favourites. I'll be sitting in at the moment. We'll talk to uh, Paulie Mawadi. We'll have to ask them where that is on the TAB. But mate, they're a dead set chance. Messi, yeah, oh, what a fairy tale if that does happen. Oh, how good, how good. But that's that chat about uh, that chat about Cristiano. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. Look, I, I'm really enjoyed. What I've seen him and how he's kind of reacting and putting himself before the team and and just yeah, it doesn't make for good writing and you can understand why he's going to Saudi Arabia, he's going to Saudi Arabia to get the get paid and end his career. Maybe we just I don't know, just kind of forget about him. Get paid? He's, he's getting paid. <laughs> he's a few Ferraris with that paycheck. <laughs> He's getting paid. All right. Southgate only lost 2-1 against the best. France were just too quick out wide, and then we'll win them the World Cup. Pace, Kevin from Titarangi. He thinks France are going to go back to back. Yeah, we'll shoot off, and we'll come back because we've got Kempies off the back fence. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Fence with Tony Kemp. Well, you heard it here first on SENZ that the districts at a meeting on the weekend have voted unanimously for the game to be returned to the rightful owners. Yes, this is the clearest message delivered by the Grassroots League community who in the past 12 years have been shut out, declaring that the current seven-zone structure imposed on the game by Sport New Zealand is outdated and dysfunctional. 
The question is now, will both the NZRL and Sport New Zealand remove the zone structure or will they continue to operate within it, even after the game has made it crystal clear it wants it removed? While I applaud the NZRL for finally bringing together the true leaders of the game nationally, it is way overdue and still feels like many more balls have to fall in the right spot before the game returns to its people and Sport New Zealand admit they got this one horribly wrong. While Dane Patsy really takes all the limelight at the NZRU over the past week about conversations around gender equality, board balance, the biggest story regarding rugby league hasn't even raised an eyebrow, being pushed under the carpet. Where is the coverage of how Rugby League in New Zealand was given no alternative by Sport NZ to introduce a structure that has destroyed the game locally? And to add to its trouble, those controlling the purse strings will be put off by any controversy and may well seek to distance themselves from the reset instead of front-footing this issue and they that they themselves have created. Let's hope that common sense prevails and that Rugby League is returned to the people in the provinces who are the true champions of the game here in Aotearoa. 2023 is shaping up to be one of the most interesting leagues, is he, for rugby league in this country? Will the Warriors win a comp? Hell yeah, let's hope so. Will the Auckland Rugby League become the powerhouse they once were? And will the NZRL, along with Sport New Zealand, return the game to its rightful owners? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. How the vote's been made, Kempi. Is that enough to... To, to make change and go back to the rightful owners. And if it does, are we going to get back to a, a provi- provincial, provision, provincial. provincial game provincial game that is going to be played throughout our provinces that is going to go back to the old days, the days when the Barter Card Cup used to be played and you'd watch it on our airways and you'd see and we'd have a great pathways and, uh, and there's a real community feel to it. How are we going to get back to that? The vote has been made. Is that enough to make change, though? Well, it, it is enough to make change because it's been it's been called and it has been it's crystal clear. And the easiest way to explain it, it's provincial unions like you you have with the New Zealand Rugby Union, basically saying, "Give it back, yep. give it back to us." So yep. um, it has to happen before the before the competitions and all that can start. The first decision has to be made by Sport New Zealand alongside the NZRL to remove that seven zone structure. Once that happens, yes, mate, I believe that. So what, that- what we play for in Taranaki is our, our yellow and black jersey comes back to the fo- comes back to the front of the queue. There has been no so Auckland, the, no Northland, no Waikato, you know what I mean? There's yeah. None of that. Yeah. those competitions happen anymore, so it has to change. It has to change, 100%. So what I'm hearing is the vote's been made, now the final decision comes up to Sport New Zealand. Can they renege on that vote, or is it the vote has the overriding decision of everything going forward, or is that just giving them an inkling of what the provincials want? See and then the, they make that decision. See, the irony of this is that they gave the sport no choice back in 2009, Sport New Zealand, to say to the pro, uh, provincial unions, you need to vote the structure in, otherwise we will give yep. you no funding. Yep, so they basically held um, a loaded um, shot at them and said, look, you don't do this, then it's not, you know, you get nothing from us. What they have to do is exactly the same. They have to reverse the decision. So they have to say to the zones, you need to vote this district model back in because that's what the game is just called for. It's that simple. Bang, there you go, off the back fence. The provinces have voted. Now, 
Sport New Zealand have to make change. They've got an inkling of what they want, and uh, the rest is up for them to get change. And, well, Kempi's been talking about it all year. They've come through and they've made the vote. And now we need to see change. Let us know, double eight, double three. your reaction to Kempi's off the back fence. The votes have been made by the districts. It's gone back to the districts. It's been something that they've wanted for a very long time. There's a message in here, Kempi. I'll just click on the read it. Boys, a shout-out to the Men's Bay of Plenty golf team who won the Interprovincials Championship on the weekend for the first time in a decade. Mitch Calbay, number one beat. Joshua Bai, the Auckland number one, on the last hole in front of a huge crowd to take the cup. Cheers, Chris. Yes, I've seen that on the New Zealand Golf Twitter, and uh, well done. They have plenty beating the big boys, Auckland, in front of a big crowd. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe we'll get some reaction to that tomorrow, Kempi. I love a little provincial golf. 100%. It was all happening over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, cheers for that little update, Chris. Appreciate it. There's a couple of more messages there, um, but we're going to shoot off. We'll hear from um, Johnny Mac. So here's Johnny Mac for the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Yes, nice. Neeps love the tune. You listen to Izzy and Kimby for breakfast on SENZ. It's 26 to 8. You're going to be playing that RMV, mate? You should... You should do a set of RMV. You should just jump on stage. Yeah. I need to. I need to learn how to do an actual <laughs> set, Joey. I don't, I know how to mix a very select few songs that I know, but anything beyond that is just above me. Eh? Right. It just seems like you push two buttons. It yeah, seems like the it's easiest. Pretty much what I'm doing, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like the easiest money making thing in the world. <laughs> I. Uh, anyways, boys. Speaking of RMV, we're almost at the end of the <laughs> that year. That ain't easy. It ain't easy. No, I know, Izzy. I know. I know. It's not easy, <laughs> and um, Izzy, and neither is it uh, easy to try and get guests, you know? Like, I'm really grateful to have you and Kempi with your little black books all year long getting the, <laughs> getting the big stars for us, you know? And as as you know, it's our final week. Um, well, it's your final week. I'm working all the way through. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and to celebrate, I thought this Friday, let's get a big guest, you know? Let's get one of our faves. So the question for the Choices Flooring poll today... Um, Choices of Flooring, Roomview makes Choices Flooring easy. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to, fi- to find out more. Izzy and Kempi's little black books have gotten a real workout over the past year. Who should they try and get on this Friday to close out 2022? Is it Maddie Johns, Jimmy the Elusive Cowan, Philly Captain, or Baz McCullum? I can tell you, I put up the poll at seven, and currently Jimmy Cowan's just leading ahead of Baz, but it's pretty, it's pretty tough. And then Matty Johns is just behind, so it could be anyone's game. Uh, any chance of getting <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Cowan on? Is he? Oh man, he's yeah. Look, it's funny. I'll, I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. He's just, I don't know. Jim, Jim boy's just. Just hiding away down there, power diving and doing what he does best. So I'll, I'll, I'll flick another message. Okay, well. I'll flick another message. Fair enough. And who's someone we could try? Like, let's try yeah. a name out there. Double eight, double three. If you've got anyone that's realistic to try. Look, the black book doesn't go that far, but it goes a wee bit. So uh, let us know, double eight, double three, if you if there's someone you'd love to hear from uh, this week. We'll win the show on Friday. It is Kempi and myself's final show Friday for for the summer. And, uh, yeah, Kempi's going to go away and sleep for five weeks, I'm feeling, and I'm going to go rest up as well because it's been a big old year. But, yeah, let us know, double eight, double three, if there's anyone. Jimmy Count, well, I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. No promises.
I, I did that for a joke. I didn't actually think he was going to come on. I, I think uh, <laughs> the Philly captain would be... He will. You think he will? He will come on. Oh, let's yeah, go. Look, he said he will, but... Um, well, I think the power yeah. of the last show, that's what I'm banking on. Like, hey, it's our last show of the year. You are our number one guest we want to like close out the year with, you know? Like, I feel like that's enough. <laughs> but anyways, have, have your vote on uh, the SEN app. Uh, see your full change in an instant with, with Room View. That's the choice of Florian Pole, boys. Love it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'll keep trying. I'm just looking at my message, but I'll wait till the end of the show. Let us know. Double eight, double three. If you want anyone, let us know. We'd love to make the last show of the year a big one. And uh, no doubt you'll hear Kempe singing some Christmas carols for sure. We're still going to record those, boys. Come on. We better get on to it this week. And uh, Chris has come through. P.S. Mitch Carl's my boy. So I'm a bit biased. So he's biased talking about golf. And coming up, we're going to talk some golf because there's plenty happening. The longest day of golf challenge is, is taking place today. 72 holes over a whole day at Whitford Golf Club. And uh, they have started. They, they teed off at 6 a.m., Greg Holmes. And uh, we're going to have a chat to him in a couple of minutes' time. We're going to talk about his big day out. How's it all going? How's the swing taking place? Any holes and ones, Kempe? Any hole in ones? Hey, imagine that. I haven't even come close to hitting a hole in one. Never. And John, John, nah, not even close. I reckon I, I've never threatened a hole at all. But John Key does it in front of about six hundred people, and just the world erupts. That is just what movies are made of, mate. Just moments, big moments. Oh, the text machine's coming through. It's Everyone's on, keen as. It's on fire. <laughs> oh, man, they all just come through at once. Oh, John Key. What else we got here? Michael Campbell. And asking about his caddy from the US Open win, Charles Waite's uncle, Sponge. That is from Jeff. There you go. Sir Graham Lowe. Jamie from Wanaka. There you go, Kimpy. Sir Graham Lowe. Maybe get him on. John Key. Here's one. Who else we got here? Uh, Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> get him back on and talk about Scoonies. Uh, Mark Graham. Mark Graham. Kimpy. Yeah. It's another get good Mark one. Mark Graham on. Dan Carter. I could get Dan Carter. We had him on last year, didn't we? Yeah, we had him on this year. We, we had him on. Or early, kicked early. some goals. Remember when you smacked them in the goal kicking yeah. contest? Yeah, we had him on. He's old news. We don't want him. Uh, who else? Mal Meninga. Mal would be great. Mal Meninga. Ruby Tui, please, lads. Look, honestly, Ruby Tui's too cool. Absolutely too cool now. <laughs> I've slipped in the DMs a wee bit. Nah, too busy. Too busy now. Come on, Ruby. So, hey, give them a blood of glory. They get hard to get. There you go. So I'll keep trying, Ruby, too. Corey Flynn. I can get Flynn on. I can get Flynn on easy. He's on the building site, though. He's he's uh, he's building houses at the moment, so he might be a bit busy. What about, hey, lads, it would be who has bigger pull with Jimmy, Izzy or Beaver? Cheers, Cam from Car. Well, Cam, you've offered absolutely nothing. You said you're mates with him, and he's still not coming on, so let us know, mate. <laughs> Sort it out, Cammy. Oh, he's hard, man. I don't know why Jimmy does that, but anyway. Keep those messages coming through. There's a couple of goodies here. Dan Carter, we could do that. So Graham Lowe, Mark Graham, Kim Pete, couple of league greats. Couple of league greats. Yeah, no worries at all. I know Lowe's, Lowe's been uh, recovering, and we actually try to yep. get him on uh, 
not too long ago, but he, he turned that down because he's in recovery mode at the moment. So he might be feeling a yep. bit better. I'll give Lowy a call. Mark Graham, he come on tomorrow. He's a legend. Absolutely. Ooh, that'd be good because we had Mark Graham's uh, son on during the year. They're doing that doco on That's him. That's right. And, uh, that was good too. That was awesome chat. Awesome chat. So uh, maybe we'll go down that line and get Mark Graham on. Keep those messages coming through. Who would you love? Nick Kyrgios last year. He wants more scoonies. Anyway, we'll shoot off. We'll come back because we've got Greg Holmes. He wants to, we're going to talk to him about the longest day of golf. The boys are teed off earlier this morning, and we'll get a wee update for how they're going. Back soon. The Cancer Society's Longest Day Golf Challenge is now on, and it's a great way to grab your mates and register to play some golf at thelongestday.org.nz and support such a great cause. Around 25,000 Kiwis are diagnosed with cancer each year, a real truly sickening amount when you think about it. One of those people who's been fighting the disease for many years is Howick local Greg Holmes. He and his mates, a good mate of mine's alongside him, Gary Milner, out there on the course as we speak, undertaking this mammoth task of completing 72 holes in one day. He's on the line with us now. Greg, good morning. How are you today, mate? Good morning, how are you? Yeah, very good. How's it, how are you hitting them this morning, Greg? Are you are you feeling um, good? Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. I should play without any practice things more. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. and what, what about Gary, mate? He's standing there next to you, making sure that you get around there. He's keeping your, you know, all the, uh, all the supplements flowing, is he? Yep, yep. We're on power <laughs> at the moment. They may change later this afternoon, mate. Uh, mate, but look, look, obviously, um, Greg, appreciate you coming on. Is he here, mate? Thanks so much. And, and the work you're doing to raise awareness and, and you know, trying to raise money oh. to, to go through, yeah. you know, the things that you're going through. You've, you've been there firsthand and you know the impact that it's had on yourself. But how are you oh. doing, mate? How, how are you tracking oh. at the moment and, and life for Greg? Oh, I've had it. Oh, I got diagnosed in 2010. So I'm palliative now, but uh, still, still fighting, still fighting. Um, yeah, on my fifth, I think fifth round of chemo and somewhere between 12 and 14 operations through the journey and stuff, but uh, still going, mate. Mate, you're a, you're a champion, you're a fighter. There must... What, why... Why have you wanted to do this, mate? Like, are you, a, you along your journey, oh, there would have been things that you've seen that you think, oh, man, this needs to change. What, what really stood out for you? Hundred percent. Like when you can, when you find yourself falling into the system, you see what the cancer society does. You know, you know, there's there's people out there a lot less fortunate than myself that you know they, they travel from all over New Zealand to do chemo and they've got somewhere to stay and. There's all that support and the elderly, you know, picking them up and taking them to chemo and stuff and the research that goes on. It's just, it's just such a good charity. And I think there wouldn't be a person in New Zealand that's not affected by cancer, I reckon. Yeah, no, you're dead right, Greg. We've all had uh, whānau that have been affected in it one way or the other. We've lost, you know, members of our family and so forth. It's, it is a great cause. That, I was speaking to Gary about it, mate, and uh, the challenge that you've got with these 72 holes. Um, a, lot of, a lot of your good friends have raised $12,000 so far. What's, what's the goal? Oh, to finish, to be honest. And, and then he's got about three weeks ago, and um, he finished the last one. All good mates that have joined me, which... It's so humbling. 
And um, I think we've gone over the 20000 now. Nice. 20000 bucks, mate. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. So uh, so where are you up to? What hole are you up to now already? He's teed off at uh, six. Playing on the 15th, 15th of the first round. So you're on the 15th hole. That's a two-hour round. Yeah. Nearly? Yeah, we're getting there. Yep. We're not taking that the is speed out golf. like that. We're just, yeah, we're just motoring along. So uh, it's going to be a long day, and uh, hopefully all of 21 of us will get to tee off the last together tonight. So uh, that's the plan oh, anyway. Mate. Oh, you're, here, you're, you're making good stead. I was thinking, oh, they'll be on 11, 12, but they're on the 15th, <laughs> so they're coming up to the two-hour yeah. mark. That's speak of, mate. I do that with carts, so you boys must be in the yeah. straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's early days yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. And, how, and awesome. how do we uh, get out there and support you, uh, Greg? You've got, you've got um, a barbecue going. You've got a few bevies going down there. Um, just yep. tell us a little bit about that as well. So we're out at Whitford Park, um, mm. up the back of Howick there. There's a big barbecue set up on the, the ninth green and stuff. Anyone wants to come out and support us, mate, that'd be awesome. But uh, the bar's going to be open for us. and Yeah, so we'll be yeah, looking forward to later on. There you go, mate. You're a busy man, so we'll, we'll let you get back to it. But uh, Greg Holmes, thank you so much for joining us. I've raised $20,000. We've got uh, all, all the details here. We'll chuck it up, and uh, we'll hopefully get oh. some people to uh, throw some support your way at Whitford Golf Club in Howick there. If you're in the area, pop in. Say good day to the lads and, and the ladies and, and everyone that's a part of this longest day golf challenge. They're going to play 72 holes in one day, and they've nearly completed their first round. Greg, thank you so much for joining us, mate, and, and all the best. All the best. Love your work you do. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers. There he is, Greg Holmes. And uh, he's playing with uh, your good mate there, Kimpy. So well done for getting that one sorted, mate. We yeah, love people that are going through their own challenges, and he's dead right. Everyone knows someone with cancer. You know, I've had it in my family, and you've probably had it in your family. It's everywhere. 25,000 people diagnosed with cancer every year, and we still don't have the facilities. I was reading people have to drive over 1 million kilometres. You know, like if you combine all the people that had to do all the travel, it's over 1 million kilometres of travel because we don't have all the facilities in, in most of the places around the country. So if you're in the small areas, there's so much in travel involved. And without the places like Cancer Society, it's it's bloody tough. Bloody yeah. tough. Like if, if you one of the lucky ones and you can afford to fund it yourself, then it's a little bit easier. But other than that, plenty of families out there struggle, and that's why we have so many causes, and then leads to the, the ultimate price is, is death. And it's, yeah. So love the work that Greg's doing. Yeah, Going and, for his own and don't take your hat off to Greg too, you know, like he's in a in a, in a bit of a, 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 I guess, a hard place, but he just wants to get out. And I was speaking to my good mate Gary Milne about it uh, on Saturday when we were going down to the races and he just said, you know, he's such a good dude, he wants to raise money, make people aware of what's going on um, and of course, you know, we we do so much work for the Cancer Society here on SENZ that um, it just goes to show you how many people are out there, you know, just doing their part to make sure that 
that support and that awareness is out there. So well done to Greg. Um, all the best fellas out there. 72 holes. I know you're all listening. Uh, go well. Um, yep, Gaz, don't hit the barbecue too hard at the ninth hole, mate. <laughs> you, know, you might not be able to put that jacket on next week. <laughs> there you go. Can't beat a good old barbecue. And uh, well, I had a couple of barbies over the week here with beautiful, beautiful feed on, on on Friday night. It was good. Can you get Steve Apes on as he? No, I'm not getting Apesy on. I've seen Apesy on Saturday and uh, he'll be in no state to talk today. He'll be struggling. Anyway, another one here. Siravini Sivivatu. Ooh, City. Mm. Wow, that would, that would be a good chat. Man, I have to find him. <laughs> Don't know where he is. Probably like Rupini Dada and Buka. They go back home and they just head back to the village and they go under. And they just, just hide away in the villages. Oh. Yeah, so I don't even know where Sitovini Sivivatu is. If anyone has a better chance, it'll be Beaver. He's obviously played with them and, and being a chief, fellow chief man, they'll get that one for you. Has to be CJ. There you go, from my brother-in-law. Yes, welcome back. Got to watch the time there because I got to lost the track of time and then bang, got cut off. We're straight to the ads. But coming up, we'll talk some boxing. David Light. 20 and 0, cruiserweight, WBO champion. Can't wait to get him on. He's flying at the moment. He's got a big couple of weeks. Maybe we'll get a wee announcement from him. Get Baz on. Baz McCullum, he's busy over there at the moment. So we'll see you after CY Busy. I've had James Mack, J Mack come on. Text Machine quite a few times. J Mack, he'd be good. We've had him on once before. Um, CJ. Corey Jane, ooh, maybe Corey Jane's the end of the year out. He'll tell some funny yarns. Oof. We'll do our best anyway. David Light coming up. Here's J Mac with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Yes, good morning. Izzy Kempe for Brecky SNZ. Our last week on the airways for. A wee while, we're going to go away, have some mara now with our whānau and friends. Looking forward to getting back to Gizzy. Gisborne, wife's whānau's from there. Back in the North Island, the promised land. And uh, spending time with family. So I hope you've got some good holidays and some good food coming up for you. And we asked the question, who would you love us to get on to end the week with a bang? Been here seeing quite a few uh, James McDonald's, J-Mac. 15 Group 1s in 2022. He's on fire. Just had a wee baby, so he's a dad now. Maybe he could finish the week off with a bang. Baz, yeah, could get Baz McCullum on. If they get the job done, I'm sure he'd be awesome and be great to have a chat to him maybe later in the week. Lydia Ko, just on her amazing year and achievements. Cheers, Megan. Megan, you had Lydia on about a month ago. That was before her uh, CME. Uh, BMW win, so uh, we could potentially go there. She's getting married soon, though, so she should be a bit busy. A bit busy to, uh, you know, getting ready for her big day. All right, let's rip into this. Lads, ooh, there might be something in the water, boys. New Zealand combat sports has never looked stronger. With our Kiwis dishing out hidings all around the globe and cruiserweight boxing is one to keep your eyes on. David Light, 
as a Kiwi boxer and now next in line for a shot at unifying the Cruiserweight title after the WBO ordered a mandatory challenge against the big swinging Brit Lawrence, the source, Oakley. The 20-0 Great White is on the line with us this morning. Kia ora, David. You like that? Kia ora, man. Thanks for that interest. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, David? Mate, massive opportunity coming up. The Great White's about to pounce. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, feeling pretty good after the win and, you know, just trying to get this... Uh, this uh, world title shot all done and dusted that we can start training for it. Have we got anything in the... Like, how are we going, mate? Negotiations in boxing. Uh, well, rigmarole, we know that, mate. You don't know what's going on. So have you got anything that we can, you know, break on, on ECNZ? Any breaking news for us? <laughs> oh, man, man. Not yet, eh? As the negotiations are taking a while. Um, I think because Akoli used to be with uh, Eddie Hearn, but they've all split up, so... Um, just a little bit up in the air at the moment, mate. If you, uh, if you, we'll, we'll know by the end of the week, David. If you need Ooh. some boys just to pump you up, because I know you like talking about removing the emotion from fighting, but if you need them to pump it up, just give <laughs> us a yell, mate. But that, that emotion that you um, you tend to remove, how do you do this and stay composed for so long? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. It's um, probably just part of my nature. <laughs> I try not to get too emotional, but you know. Probably also being uh, the youngest of eight kids, I was never really allowed to be that emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look, let's talk about that last fight against Brandon Glanton over there. You know, like you're over in someone else's backyard, you've got the referees, you've got everything against you, but it went your way and you got the result in the end, mate. Were you, were you pretty happy with that performance? And we're talking about it. Um, you, you, your reaction post that you think, oh, if you're going to go to the referee, uh, the judge's decision, you're going to be up against it. But you knew you did enough. Yeah, man. Like I, I knew I'd done the best I could. I just didn't think about anything like that. I know that that's all just a distraction. It's just an excuse to lose. So you just go out there, yeah. you do the best you can, and hope that the um, judges and all that have the integrity, and they did. Beautiful. And what about you? For the last couple of years, it's been, you know, you, you went to the Commonwealth Games and, and, you know, you've been plying your trade in the boxing scene. You've had injuries. You've had COVID. So the last couple of years, like kind of like roller coaster journey with how it's all panned out? Yeah, man. Um, but that's just life, eh? Like, life is all yeah. ups and downs and you just got to, when the time comes, you just got to make sure that you're in the best frame of mind and you put all that out of out of your mind and you're just going to do the best you can. Mm. Just tell us a little bit about uh, Lawrence O'Colley's fights. Um, you've been watching them. What do you make of his game? Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's 6'6", so that's, um, that's a whole challenge in itself. And um, he's got some power in that right hand. But I, from the kind of level of competition I've seen him take, I think I'm... I've got the best chance of uh, actually taking it off him. And he's been out of the ring a long time. As I said, he's got some dramas with his uh, promotional company. So I'm feeling good about the fight. And uh, I feel like if I crack through the awkwardness early, I can I can really take it out. The, the bigger they are, mate, the bigger they fall. 6-6 six, six, Timber. Exactly. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And tell us about your relationship with Isaac Peach, you know, like he's been in your corner and, um, you know, the the journey with Isaac and what he's been able to do for your fighting career and and how you're tracking as a a boxer. Oh, man, you know, I couldn't have done it with anyone else. Um, Isaac, you know, he, he pulled me into the gym, basically forced me. He was staying on the phone with me when I was doing my hiatus away from boxing. Um, he's ringing me every few months telling me to come to the gym and I finally took him up and he's just been yeah. just put a hundred percent into into me ever since and that's why we are where we are. So man is yeah, uh, there's not enough I can say about him um, for doing what he's done hey. to me, you know. You're you're twenty and O. So that O is very, very impressive. But there's always room for improvement in every single fight. Any athlete, you never get comfortable. So for David Light, what is that for you? Where does David Light, where would you like to see you get to with your fighting game and, and things that you're really trying to master at the moment? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, um, you know, you, you want to improve every part of your game. Um, you want to improve your yeah. power, your head movement. You don't want to take as many shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take one, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your life when you're 80, you don't want to be taking that many shots right now. So uh, <laughs> those things, you know, there's, there's, it's never, um, there's never any part of your game that you're totally happy with. You always want to be improving everything. But, um, you know, I, when all I can do is look at the improvements that we've made and um, say yeah. that, you know, we're definitely doing something right at our gym and we've got to keep it going. Hey, David, are you, are you getting motivated by the fight game at the moment? You know, like, we've got so many good Kiwis in the UFC. You've got this, um, I guess, the surge in the world around boxing with, you know, the Tyson Furies, the Canelos. When you, when you look at it, does it excite you that you, you, you've got a chance to get into the top of the game? Oh, definitely, man. Um, and I think the way that Kiwis are, we're kind of like mm. old school, just hard people who are willing to take any fight and just do the work that needs to be done with in a world that might be going a little bit soft. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a big, um, big motivator for us. Is, and Isaac talks about it all the time, how, you know, all these Yanks and British guys and stuff, they're all all kind of too proud of themselves and too precious now, you know, and we're just, mm. we're the young, hungry guys that are, we're going to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> and what about for you, Dave? Like, I get a sense in boxing, it's all about the brand. It's all about the brand yeah. and, and promotion and having your own, you know, charisma, personality. I get a sense you, you know, you like flying under the radar. Do you get a sense that that's going to have to change? And you, you're you starting to get recognised now and people are starting to hear the name David Light. He's 20 and 0 and he's coming out of Little World New Zealand. Like, are we going to see you doing something personable, you know? Dressing up or something? <laughs> yeah. I've got to be careful with the name like Great White. But, um, yeah, it's... It's, um, you know, I guess boxing is sort of turning a little bit into, like, WWE, you know. You have to have a bit of personality <laughs> and all that that goes with it. But, um, you know, I think that the, the way the Kiwis are and the little humble thing, a lot of people actually respond really well to it. And um, that's a good thing because if I tried to be anyone else, it would be cringe. So um, I just sort of stick to who I am and, uh, 
<laughs> and it seems to kind of be resonating with a few people, and I think Kiwis especially would uh, that the whole nation would um, discern me if I started to be like one of these really loud yank guys. So. <laughs> Oh, mate, you just do your talking and living. Absolutely love it, mate. Hey, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you coming on the show, Dave. And uh, so this is the week, eh? This is the week where we get some sort of an announcement. Maybe later, you're thinking Friday, we'll get an update of potentially a date for the fight. But no matter, it's going to happen, yeah, eh? Absolutely. Um, it's mandatory. I've just been, just been busy with some other fights that have been happening over the weekend. But I think, um, yeah, this week should be hopefully soon because I need a mess. Beautiful, mate. David Light, uh, oh, congratulations on your latest victory and all the best, mate. Like, we'll, we'll keep you, uh, if you're willing, we'll get you on again before you, uh, your big fight. And maybe you can announce it on our show on Friday. Eh? Yeah, we'll keep you in line, mate. Keep that phone line on and we'll, we'll give you a text later in the week. Uh, <laughs> sounds good, man. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. David Light, appreciate it, brother. All the best. Yes, guys, thanks. I love a little drum bass. You know me. Anytime drum bass. I used to go to sleep with it, and Mrs. was like, what are you doing? How do you sleep to that rubbish? It reminds me of good times. Well, this guy reminds me of good times, too, and bad times. This place haunts me sometimes. It's time for our TAB Live Update. Bit live and your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, we've been asking, who do you want to hear from on the show? Well, this one's come up, and I can imagine you... And him getting on real well. Morning, boys. Can you try and get Jerome Luai on here to say an end-of-year speech? Love your work, brothers. That's from Will. Would you invite Jerome Luai to talk at your wedding, Paulie? <laughs> Only if I wanted it to be a short wedding. <laughs> oh, my. It's not a 21st, Jerome. It's a wedding. Well, we. I think it's the first and last time he'll be uh, best man at a wedding. But anyway, mate, how you doing, Paulie? Yeah, very, very good. And I'm sure you boys are doing very well uh, after Cinerama got boosted oh, on the weekend. Well done, and, Paulie. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, plenty of Christmas presents in Taranaki this year, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope Boxing Day is a good day, too, to get the Boxing Day sales, mate. We need some for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh crikey! Yeah, well, you boys, yeah, yeah you cleaned the bookies. The bookies weren't happy about that. They, they weren't happy about Cinerama getting boosted. So I'm glad you made the most <laughs> of it. Um, and we move on. We've still got the football World Cup going on at the moment. Mm. Uh, we've got the semi finalists sorted now, and there's pro- well, there's at least one team that you probably didn't expect to be there, uh, Morocco, who will face the defending champions, the French. Uh, we've got the French. At a dollar nineteen to qualify, the Moroccans at four dollars and fifteen, and in the other semi-final, Argentina, uh, who came through uh, after penalties, uh, in that uh, it was an aggressive uh, match against the aggressive. Dutch. Aggressive. Uh, they're a dollar. They're a dollar thirty-two um, to qualify uh, against Croatia, who are three dollars. I'm just having a look at some of the bets we took uh, over the weekend, and I can tell you the French were very, very well backed. At a five thousand dollar bet at two dollars and forty cents, uh, a couple of four thousand dollar bets from a dollar fifty seven to two forty, um, and on the other in that other match, uh, Morocco up against Portugal, uh, that wasn't the best for punters. To be fair, uh, the, there were a couple of big bets on Morocco though. Uh, a twelve hundred dollar bet on Morocco uh, 
uh, to win at $5.50 and another $1,000 bet on Morocco at $5.50. But there was a tremendous amount of uh, support for Cristiano Ronaldo and the Portuguese. Um, And unfortunately for those punters, they just fell short. The Moroccans, I thought, deserved to win. They, uh, They played a very, very good game tactically. Mate, is anyone, did anyone get on Morocco at the start of this tournament? Well, they would have been paying a thousand bucks, wouldn't they? Uh, they were certainly one of the uh, significant <laughs> outsiders. That's right, is he? Uh, not, not, a, and not a lot of support either. I'm guessing that the few mm. bets that we have taken on Morocco were probably from expats. Um, yeah. So no, they, they're by far and away our best result in that outright winner book. Um, France. They are the, the they are the favourites to win the World Cup mm. with us right now. They're two dollars. The Argentinians are at two dollars and fifty cents. Croatia eight dollars, and the Moroccans eleven. Uh, and in that golden boot market, Kylian Mbappe he's a dollar fifty favourite there. Of course, we've paid him out early, so um, mm. even if he doesn't win the golden boot, those punters who have backed him have already been paid out. Uh, Lionel Messi is on the second line of betting there at four dollars. Can he go all the way uh, and pick up that elusive World Cup title? Uh, and Mbappe's teammate, Olivia Giroud, he's at $7. And Julian Alvarez at 51 There's a few others quoted as well. But uh, most of the money around Mbappe at $1.50 and Lionel Messi at $4. Boy, what's your worst outcome? France? No, Argentina. Ooh. Argentina, that would be a good story, a great story. The one and only Lionel Messi, particularly after his, well, mate, went often and sulked and uh, ruined his brand. But anyway, that's enough. Yeah. Thank you. Anything yeah, else look, before you leave, Paulie? Yeah, yeah. If uh, you're not interested in the round ball, uh, of course, there's a bit of NFL um, play going on at the moment, and we've got a bonus back promotion on the late afternoon game for us. The Chargers hosting the Dolphins. Uh, due to kick off at around 20 minutes past two this afternoon. Beautiful. Paulie Muati, pl- promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit the tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Thanks, that, Paulie. We'll chat to you tomorrow, mate. And uh, we're going to shoot boys. off and come back because we've got. Uh, cheers. We've got a Choices Flooring Poll results and a quick Love Racing update with Joey. So looking forward to this. Maybe he's going to tip us a wee little winner. So here's Johnny Mack with the news for Kubota together, shaping the future. Wow, welcome back. Oh, sorry, sorry, Joey. Sorry, sorry, Joey. I've just had a... I've had a mare, mate. I've had a mare. I just wanted to come on and clear a few things. Uh, oh, I just right. got a message from my wife. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, no. It's our eight-year wedding anniversary. And I didn't even know. So, happy anniversary, my darling. Love you, Leek. Lots. And, uh, happy anniversary, Daze. Oh, my word. Is he? <laughs> that is a mare. Because I know earlier in the show you said that you hadn't bought her a birthday present uh, yet. And I thought, oh, probably don't say that on air, you know. Probably. And, uh, yeah, you just repeat it, though. <laughs> oh my bad. Oh no. Oh my. Um, cool. Well, anyways, guys, uh, choices flooring bowl results time. Is <laughs> in Kimby's uh, little black books ever had a real uh, workout this year? So we're asking you, who should we try and get on this Friday to close out 2022? I just threw in some random um, 
options like some of the best ones we've had so far. Maddie Johns actually came up on Top Boys with 41%. The pundits want to hear from Maddie. Maddie, uh, I've just sent him a, I've actually just sent Maddie a text. Oh, awesome. But I've asked, asked him to get me a number of someone else, mate. I reckon I've got someone. Well, just see what he says come back and comes back with. He know, he's very good, Maddie, at coming back. So. All right. Did, did this guy maybe, uh, did he star in the Gladiator, maybe? Mate. Oof. Oof. Okay. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> hey, it could be anyone from the Gladiator, mate. <laughs> um, anyways, boys. Oh, God, I've got to do a lot of racing update, eh? Um, okay, Kempi, so you still, you have $800 in the kitty, right, to uh, spend on the Christmas party this Friday? So far. Yep. So far. All right, where, where should we go uh, today? Orange, maybe? Okay, yep. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, put, I reckon put your $800 on uh, Adelaide Diamond. Uh, race 5 Orange, mate. Race 5 Adelaide Diamond. <laughs> yeah. Race 5. Okay. I'm, I'm just pulling that up now, Joe. I'm going to have a quick look. And you've gone, right, look. number... Yeah, what, number what? two, Adelaide's Diamond. Look, it wasn't that uh, far away at Walker Riverside last time out, so um, it's not out of it. It's it, look, it hasn't won anything I think ever, and it's never come close. But um, it's paying four dollars, and it's the best in the field, and in a very weak field. It's a terrible field. So you know that you know it's going to happen. You're not going to back it. It's going to win again. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I think I won't back it, and you should back it, and it'll win. I promise. Okay. Actually, yeah, we'll have a look at that. You might be onto something there. Do you actually think so? No. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, back yourself, because your last one that you came out and tipped out won, didn't it, Kempe? Remember that? Came out, came out and paid $5.60. You didn't back it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. I, well, I will be booking. I'll, I'll back this one, Kempe, and if it wins, then I'll chuck the money into the kitty. Uh, that's your Love Racing update, loveracing.nz. You're home with thoroughbred, race, thoroughbred Racing, where you can actually hear proper news and stories, not my stupid stuff. There you go. Ah, beautiful Joe Dirt giving us all the gravy and sorry for jumping in there but I just just had to get it out there because I felt quite embarrassed when my wife messaged me yeah that's pretty gutting is he (laughs) sorry bud hey a few messages coming through regarding guest um, Tyson Fury I've always thought about this one Tyson Fury would be be one of the great all time gets and I guess my way in there is Joey P Joseph Parker and, and trying to go down that line because I haven't got any other direct avenue into this. So, Paddy, I think you're onto something. That would be one of the all-time greats. Another one, Glenn Osborne Kempe. You know how funny he is. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in the news today too. So uh, he's got a picture of himself there talking about um, you know his his life as a police officer these days. So, mate, he's he has got some stories. He has Glenn got some stories. So he's made the list. Glenn Osborne. People still talking about him. It's quite funny because he he's we used to live in a place in Wanganui. It's 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 a place called Waitotara Valley. Yeah. And it's called Namarapuri. And uh he's actually comes from uh those ways. So we grew up on a little farm and Glenn Osborne was up from Namarapuri and, and Waitotara Valley, so and uh, Dad used to hang well. out with them around the file. Yeah? Yep. El Sheikh Sharok knows it well, the Waitotara Tavern. He always got yep. a couple of stories about that place, let me tell you. <laughs> Mate, that's in the middle of nowhere, eh? It is. You go down a hill and you look to your left and there's a pub. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I grew up. I went to Namarapuri Primary with about 
five kids, I think it was, six, seven, and we just, yeah, no TV, just living off the land. We used to swim down at the at the river every day, go hunting, eat the goats, catch some goats. Oh, mate, those are the days. And I always tell people about it, they live in Wanganui, and they're like, where's that? So not many people know about it, but you know. You know, Kimpi. So Glenn Osborne would be good. Another one here from Paddy. Go big boys. Stephen Adams, Israel Adesanya, Liam Lawson, Scotty McLaughlin. We've had Liam Lawson on before. We've had Scotty McLaughlin. Haven't had Stephen Adams or Izzy Adesanya. So oh, we might have to try and find the black book. The black book doesn't go down those ones, boys. <laughs> the black book's got to end somewhere. <laughs> Maybe those are a bit too big for the black book. But we'll we'll give it a wee crack anyway. Get Kempy out there to fly out some fly out some little messages from Tony Kemp one oh eight seven. What is it? Six oh seven. That's it, six oh seven. Tony Kemp six oh seven. We'll get it going. Anyway, we're gonna shoot off because we'll come back and we're gonna play uh Kempy had a good idea. He was like, why don't we just play some playbacks from um, some interviews that we've had during the year? Well we're gonna come back and someone said come on and get get Razor. Get Razor. Well we spoke to Razor in about May earlier on this year, and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to play that for you. So here's, here he is, Razor, coming up.